This episode brought to you by Stamps.com. Why go to the store to get stamps when you can have them printed right at home for your convenience? Also brought to you by Robinhood. Get the most for your retirement. Hey folks, we're starting YouTube memberships. If you want access to emojis, polls, behind the scene videos, and other perks, check out and see if you want to become a member. More perks coming soon. Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it so you don't have to. So let me get this straight. We like this now? Released in 2002, Kung Pao is the brainchild of Steve Odekirk, who I have to admit I have a strange introduction with. As a teen, I watched a strange movie called High Strung where he just rants for an hour and a half and then Jim Carrey as the Grim Reaper kills him because he's sick of his ranting. It was very odd and I'm not sure if it qualifies as a good movie, but this guy's always stayed with me since then. I'm not gonna lie, whenever his name pops up, whether it's in something I like or something I don't like, I always kinda perk up because whatever impression he makes, he does stay with you. I guess the same can be said for others as he's written and even starred in many things that have gotten a decent following. Some very popular, some very niche, and then some like Kung Pao, which is in a category all its own. For years, this movie was seen by many as the lamest of the lame. Like, you know how She-Hulk twerking or Modok smiling is like the image of bad MCU material? Well, for the longest time, this dude fighting this cow was the image of bad satire material. It had everything everyone hated about parody movies at the time. Bad CGI, a goofy animal, satirizing the Matrix. So like a lot of folks, I stayed away from it. Hell, as far as I can tell, it doesn't even have a Blu-ray release. But somewhere along the line, it got a crazy following. Like, critics ripped this movie apart, but most audiences came around to really enjoying it. Enough so that people won't stop bothering me about it. For a long time, I've been asked to give my thoughts on this flick, and I never really had much interest because of all the original bad press it got. But over 20 years later, I have to ask, is there something the majority of critics and viewers missed back then? Well, I'm finally gonna sit down and see for myself. This, better be worth it, is Kung Pao Enter the Fist. The film opens by admitting a lot of the footage was taken from another flick. Well, as long as I live in a world where Space Mutiny's footage is all theirs, I have no complaints. Whoa, 1976 has some clear film quality. <laughs> no, obviously this is some of the new footage as a family is being attacked by... Those vibrators, the men in black ears, as well as an evil martial artist. Boy, for a kung fu movie, the fights are pretty rushed. The parents are killed, and it looks like the baby is up next. Master Payne, what do we do? Open the mouth. All right, so I'm playing the evil dog from Upcard. The dialogue doesn't have to be funny as long as the voice makes me laugh, and I know it's childish, but that voice makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> If he's dancing in a suit later, I'm declaring this film a wash. <laughs> the baby puppet is pretty funny to watch, almost making me overlook this. <laughs> you know that joke is coming, yet it's still disappointing. And they try burning down the house with the baby inside because he's too powerful. It of course doesn't work as the baby escapes and in effect so bad they literally play it twice, I think, to show off how bad it is. 
Kitty discovers him on the side of the road. So cute. Bye-bye. Am I actually gonna like this movie? I know it's just the pre-credit sequence, but I don't know, I got some good laughs out of that. The child had become a man. Cut to years later as the baby has grown up into the chosen one, played by Steve Odekirk, traveling from town to town taking out baddies. The fights are a little hit and miss. I'm not even trying, as when they tried to do more than naked gun UHF style, I don't usually get that big a laugh, but whenever they do something that kind of legit looks like a cheap effect out of a martial arts movie, that gets me really good. <laughs> But those other jokes can work sometimes, too. Also, shit, who would have thought the guy who created Jimmy Neutron would be kind of ripped? <laughs> okay, look, I'm liking this movie so far. I'm not surprised critics didn't. This has that similar Ren and Stimpy vibe where it relies a lot on the surreal, silly, and unexpected. Which is a hard style to make universally funny because everyone's gonna have different expectations and tolerance for certain jokes. With that said, I'm kinda having a ball with this. <laughs> like, I know that's not universally funny, but that's part of what makes it personally funny. You know there's a smaller group of people that would laugh at something so stupid, yet also imaginative. So if you do chuckle, you feel more of a connection to it because you know not everyone has the same taste as you. As if it's taking a risk on a joke not as many people would like, but man, the ones that do, they're gonna love the hell out of it and never forget it. There's a ton of jokes in The Simpsons I laugh at and acknowledge are better put together, but I kinda forget them right after I see them. I am never gonna forget this goddamn thing. I need gopher chucks. After using gopher chucks and taking out everybody's eyes, he literally busts a vein whaaaaing too much. And we cut to the footage from the movie mentioned earlier. I guess it's a good sign when I'm thinking to myself, I was actually liking this okay even before the other film footage. This is an old joke, but using it with actual footage from a martial arts film does make it a little funnier. Hey, who's he? I don't know. Still better than most ADR in a lot of big budget movies today. Let me cram in a bunch of plot exposition we forgot to put in. Two scenes earlier, we- He visits his master, who says he's the chosen one, mainly because he has a face on his tongue, and... I don't know. It must mean he's the chosen one. I don't like him very much. I must apologize for Wimp Low. He is an idiot. We have purposely trained him wrong, as a joke. Sometimes the audio matching the video is so poorly done, that's part of what's so funny. Like, all that has to be done here is he has to grunt as he gets out of bed. But we get this. <sighs> okay, I'll ask it. Does this get bad at some point? Well, they're not all winners. His student Ling is assigned to assist him on his mission to defeat Master Pain, and she randomly flashes him. Hilarious. Also, he talks about one of the students receiving the Fist of Fury. You will now receive the Fist of Fury. Prepare the long rubber glove. You can't just throw out a joke like that. You need training from a true master to figure out how that joke works. A student named Wimplow is jealous of the Chosen One being the Chosen One and hates that Ling might be attracted to him. The Chosen One is here to help us. I like him. I'm a man too, you know. I go pee-pee standing up. My voice hints strongly that I do too. 
I like, too, whether it's intentional or not, that the film not only embraces bad 70s effects, but it also embraces bad early 2000s effects. Knock, knock, who's there? Your butt that's about to be kicked. He looks like a jib jab video. <laughs> Though mine is two points for having shadow on that text. Everybody knows it should be white and blurry like Madonna. Master Pain. The Chosen One disguises himself. That is to say, this is the disguise for the white guy in the movie. And approaches Master Pain. And I gotta say, nothing makes me want to see the original film this is taking footage from more than this scene. They call it the Kendall Discipline! Oh well. Okay, missed joke opportunity. He should have sounded like... Oh well. But did you feel funny voice in this movie would be out of place? I love, too, that the young version of Master Payne looks absolutely nothing like the older version of this guy. But if Odekirk can get by in the James Bond treatment, I think that's part of the joke. Speaking of jokes... What do you get when you cross an owl with a bungee cord? My ass. <laughs> what? He went there! The Chosen One sees if he has the same abilities as Master Payne, which of course doesn't work and is pretty easy to predict, but I do like this one reaction. <laughs> Like he was too embarrassed to say it actually hurts, but he did think about it for a second. You look like you have the line, too bad you will die, coming up. I am well. Or maybe something else is coming up. Congrats to the one guy whose very specific fantasy has finally come true. Thank you. To defeat Master Pain. Refer to me by the name Betty. Oh, sorry, Betty. What am I watching? Woe says he still has a lot to learn. In the meadow, you will find Betty's great protector, Moon Yu. Avoid the meadow. It's also where Disney partakes in practice, Mufasa. Okay, let me know if this is the best sponsorship of all time. Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement with Taco Bell. Injerito, macho, burrito. Or is this? Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from their retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets the most out of your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com boost. Subscription fees apply, and now some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. Bet you all knew that song. How about this one, Stamps? I love the Stamps song. It goes something like this. After the hype of the new year, we all start to settle into our routines. But for businesses who do a lot of mailing and shipping, you've got to keep moving. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. And the Stamps.com app is like a post office in your pocket, so you can stay on top of things even if you're always on the go. I especially love that last part. It's such a good lyric. 
Reminds me of songs. Postage rates just increased again. Luckily, Stamps.com has the best discounts in the industry. With rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Plus, Stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options, so you don't have to navigate all the different carriers. It's the post office elevated. That part always gets me teary-eyed. Or maybe I'm just thinking about the dentist. I love him. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com nostalgia for a special offer that includes a four-week free trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com nostalgia. Ladies and gentlemen, Cabbage. Hey folks, I'll be playing Final Fantasy VII every Friday on Twitch. I've never played a Final Fantasy game before, so I'm excited to see what they're like. Hope to see you there. The Taco Bell one was better. Betty approaches the Chosen One's master while playing MC Hammer. Mm. Even by cringe humor, that's pretty weak. But he's too sick to fight, so he just lets him go. I must fight you when I am stronger. And when our song choices are even more obvious, perhaps Carl Douglas? He finds Betty's protector in the meadow is, of course, the cow, and... Okay, let's see if this is funnier than in the trailer. It's still pretty stupid. There is an idea in here, like maybe he's looking for a bit of time for the person in the meadow and it turns out to be the cow. But just launching right into it doesn't give it much buildup, and... The joke goes on way too long. I guess you could argue that's kind of the point, but there just aren't that many laughs here. The only thing that does get a chuckle out of me is when the cow legit moves like a real person doing kung fu just with a cow's body. The more real and human it moves, the more it makes me think about this thing taking years to learn the discipline of martial arts, which does make me kind of laugh. But I'm sorry, the Matrix effects, the silly expressions on his face, and the lame CGI just make it feel drawn out and boring. I guess it serves as the main visual of the movie the same way the tap dancing did for Young Frankenstein, but this feels less like an homage to Brooks and more like an homage to Meet the Spartans. It's just not my thing. <laughs> he defeats, or I guess deflates the cow, and he meets up with Master Betty, revealing that he was the child he tried to kill off years ago. You mustn't. Who are you? Ling's father. Okay, I know I gave that cow scene that no doubt took a lot of time to film a ton of flack, and I'm laughing at... But I'm sorry, if you can't see the layers of comedy to that, neither can I, but it made me laugh and that's enough. They both get their asses kicked by Betty, and they escape only to discover Ling's father is also the Chosen One's master's master. Yeah, that wasn't hard to say. Like I mentioned before, not every joke's a winner. No, no, please, I have a wound there. Oh, come on, don't spoil everything. The father ends up dying, and in one of my favorite moments, they can't think of what else to have Ling say, so they literally just have her quack. And now he's dead, except for his hair and nails. Dead. Sometimes I am embarrassed to like this movie. They end up doing it, I think, I don't really know. And wow, I kinda called it with the practice Mufasa joke, didn't I? Simba, I am Mushufasa. Still looks more convincing than the cow earlier. I am 
not Simba. You must not be troubled, Simba one They do some Lion King's joke that honestly have been done several times by this point. This is CNN. This is CNN. But I'll admit, just it appearing at all in this film without any buildup whatsoever and with just such bad effects is enough to get me to snicker at it. For me, this is the cow scene done right. Or well enough. There's also a charm to the fact that they create their own bad editing effects on purpose. I am a great magician. Your clothes are red! <laughs> wow! Hmm, I should try that. Then he attacks the Chosen One's master again, this time to Baby Got Back. I like big butts and I uh, that just makes the first time he did even lamer. And Betty defeats him along with Wimpla. Can't play this scene without this music. He's captured by a net that looks like plastic six-pack rings, but he gets out of it by reversing the footage. I really like InSync. My favorite member is Harpo. I will write their next hit, maybe. Okay, you got like 25 minutes left, movie. Don't botch the ending. Betty also got Ling and his little dog, too. In fact, they do so many death scenes and repeat so much of the footage that he goes around in a circle and it ends up bringing him back to life. Okay, you're getting funny again, movie. You scare me there for a minute. He trains hard to get his revenge on Betty, who is meeting up with the evil council. Is that a temple? Thank you, evil council. Okay, even for this movie, that was a little weird. Robot Jim Matt, or whatever that was, tells him where the Chosen One is, and it looks like he's out getting nuts. I'll take a pound of nuts. That's a lot of nuts! Ah, Fred Armisen returns in his finest role. He goes to fight Betty as they use the song joke again. No, seriously, why do you think this is your turn it off and on again joke? But when he takes off one of his triangle symbols, it summons the evil council. The evil council are aliens. Okay, it tracks and I didn't see it coming. Oh, also, they're French. Because it'd be weird if they weren't French. He uses his tongue to defeat the aliens, because again, it'd be weird if he didn't do that. And he ends up stopping Betty as well. Thank you, squirrel friend. Your soft, cushy body helped absorb the force of his blow. Down with the cow, that should have been the symbol of the movie. I would have seen a film with that on the poster. Ling randomly flashes him again, and we get a preview for the next adventure. Kung Pao, and I don't know if I hit my head coming in this morning, but I thought this was pretty damn funny. <laughs> Again, I can't pretend like I don't understand its negative reviews. These jokes are very second grade, and honestly, I think there's maybe a third of them that don't work at all. But that's still two thirds of the jokes that do work, and not only do they work, but they're really surreal and imaginative, combined with that same type of humor college kids have when they, well, Redub a martial arts movie. Honestly, I feel like this film just came out at the wrong time. I think it would have been right at home with the YouTube generation or even late 2000s internet. There's a sporadic immaturity to it that's either gonna make you laugh or it's not, and I would understand either. But if you've ever gotten a little high, muted a kung fu movie and provided the dialogue with your friends, then this movie is for you. 
If you've never done that, then I'm sorry. That's just not living, and it's sad that you wasted your life. Thank God the rest of us, though, have this ridiculous and very funny, wonderful waste of time. I'm a nostalgia critic, I remember, so you don't have to. That's a lot of nuts! This month for Cameos for Charity, we're doing the Center for Victims of Torture. I've done this charity a couple times, and there's a reason. I literally cannot think of anything worse. We've used the word torture as a way to emphasize things we don't like to go through, but these are people that have literally gone through the worst things you can imagine. This center heals victims of torture through personal care worldwide, strengthens partners who heal torture survivors, and advocate for the protection and care of torture survivors. Heavy stuff I know, but you can help out. If you want a cameo of me saying happy birthday or good luck or whatever, click on the link below and be giving to a good cause. If you're like, nah, you suck, consider checking out this charity anyway. They're wonderful people doing wonderful work, and you can play a big part in helping with the healing.